you might know the tune or maybe you just learned the tune that day. But what are you like? What are you actually singing to God? Like, you know, we, we shouldn't have idle words to him. And yet here I am completely guilty of singing these songs without ever even thinking about the lyrics. Uh, you know, and I think that's been like the biggest almost maybe conviction of the show mm. is that I have a lot of of paying attention to do in regards to what hymns we sing on a Sunday. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Impartial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm Cara Devro. And I'm Monet Funka. And today we're celebrating one trip around the sun since we started this podcast. That's right. It's our virtual birthday today. And we will be talking about some of the top things we learned as hosts of this show over the past year. But before we jump into all that fun, we want to encourage you to keep in touch so that you never miss an episode. If you're listening on YouTube, hit subscribe and ring the bell so that you're notified. We're available anywhere you listen to a podcast and feel free to leave us a review. It helps us a lot. Um, but the best way of all to keep in touch is by heading over to himpartial.com and subscribing to our free weekly newsletter. This is only released once a week on a Monday um, and comes out with all kinds of fun bonus content that you cannot get anywhere else. That's right. Make sure you go to himpartial.com and sign up today. So, Kara, we decided to have a little bit of fun. Not that we don't have fun usually on this podcast, but sometimes we have more fun than probably we should. Um, and we thought we would just talk about some of the top lessons learned over the past year. Um, for those of you who joined us somewhere in between uh, now and last June, um, we released an episode early on called Get to Know Us. If you haven't checked that out, please do. Uh, we will leave a link for you in the description. Um, but in that episode, we kind of talked about like what we thought this podcast was going to be and who we were and just kind of emphasize that we're kind of like lay women. Um, we are not, you know, hymnologists. We're not, um, I don't have a, 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 seminary degree or anything like that you know you went to bible college but you know none of us have letters after our names yeah exactly i have a bsc which stands for bronze swimming certificate but that's <laughs> about that's about it that's pretty that's pretty awesome though i have nothing nothing that prestigious um so you know there it's been a learning curve for us and i thought it would be nice to reflect on some of the things that we've picked up um, as we've kind of explored these hymns and these hymn writers um, and just became hosts over the last year. Um, but I'm curious, if you're listening to us and you've been listening to us since last year, what are the top things that you've learned since we started this podcast? Did you learn anything? Was everything <laughs> we said rubbish? Or was there things that were actually helpful to you? We would really like to know that. It's really, um, one, encouraging. So that's a little bit of... of me being thirsty, but it's also, um, really good to know like what direction to move forward in the next year. So all that rambling. <laughs> I mean, I was just going to say like, please do let us know because mm. I'm regularly surprised by people who ask me something about the podcast. Mm. Like 
was talking to someone the other day and they were like, oh, what do you use to film? Because mm. I thought I might get that camera because it's really good. I didn't even know this person knew we had a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's encouraging to know that we're not just like talking into the void. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So please do leave us a comment or send us an email um, at himpartial at gmail.com. We, we would really love to hear from you. Okay, without further ado, top three things we learned this year. Kara, why don't you go first? I don't have an order for these. They're just jumbled. Um, I thought I would start with the non-hymn related one. <laughs> um, which is that podcasting is really hard. Even as a creative <laughs> person, it's really hard. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I um, before we started, I did learn, we, we did so much research, but we did learn that most podcasts don't actually make it past five or 10 episodes. Mm. And in the last year, particularly with lockdown, I've had several friends who have said, oh, that's a really good idea. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to make some money. It's going to be so easy. And I'm telling you, it is not a get rich quick scheme. <laughs> no. It's not even an easy, like if you want to take up something easy and creative, do card yeah. making or crochet or something. <laughs> Podcasting is not it. <laughs> no, no, it is a lot of work. And as we've said before, we are a three person team, uh, myself, Kara and our secret, not so secret third member, my husband, who does our graphics for us. Um, and that's it. You know, I mean, we must spend between us a significant number of hours every week just to bring you a half hour episode. You've got like the research for the episode. You've got the recording of the episode. You've got mm -hmm. the editing of the episode. You've got all the um, graphics and the social media scheduling and, mm -hmm. and replying to emails. And yep. yeah. Yep. It's, and um, totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we kind of, like you said, we did a lot of research at the beginning and we kind of knew what would go into it. And we kind of like had a serious like, OK, are we going to commit to this? Um, and we did. And I'm really I'm really grateful to God that, you know, through all the bumps in the road, like we really did endure the year and I think produce some really um, engaging hopefully helpful content for us and also for all of our listeners as well. Cool. So, so what's yours? Uh, what's your first one? Again, not in any particular order. This is him related. Um, but this is something that I was, it might seem really obvious given how many times we've talked about it on the show, but keeping in mind that we've, that I'm not a him expert at all. I was really surprised at how many hymn writers were also really accomplished or really um, talented poets. Uh, I, I find that seems like a very obvious connection, but it's not to me. And to just think about folks bringing their love for Christ and their love for God um, into song form and poet form, like, and to go, you know, because there's plenty of poetry in scripture. It's not like, it's not like we're short on poetry in scripture. We've got tons of it. But yet that is, um, you know, these hymn writers are inspired by scripture in, in a non-supernatural kind of way. But they're inspired by scripture to write even more poetry and write these hymns that, 
you know, those things don't necessarily always work in song form. Uh, so I just feel like that's two different talents. So I just feel really impressed by that. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. I was also surprised how many were pastors. Yes. That wasn't something that I knew that that was the done thing. That was almost one of my points today, but since you <laughs> mentioned it, I will say that that was a surprise and not a surprise to me mm. because, you know, the cliche of Christian music um, from the the 90s and the aughts was that it was like, you know, just put some oohs and ahs, copy and paste, like, you know, the same chorus like 16 times and then, you know, say, I love you, Lord, or something like really personal and then boom, you got a worship song or whatever. It's a mean stereotype, but it kind of is true like in a generalized, you know, like how stereotypes are, they, they do have some truth to it. But there's actually, sorry, there's actually like a really good parody by a, a YouTube channel called Blimey Cow. And <laughs> they did this video called how to write a worship song. And it's, it's the funniest thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, one, that's not fair to modern uh, hymn writers and, and Christian worship mm. songwriters because a handful of them are pastors or take up some kind of formal pastoral position in their churches. But I do feel like when you, when you rewind time back, like just a little bit, um, the hymn writers of old were primarily known for their past pastoral work, you know, their, their sermons and their, and their books and their, um, their contributions to theology and they just also happen to, as necessity, write hymns in order to go along with their sermons. And that mm. that was quite a surprise to me in, in some ways. Um, like I said, a surprise and not surprise. Because it was like, wow, you just you just were writing your sermon and you're like, oh, we don't have a hymn for this. <laughs> Super famous hymn that we still sing, like, you know, hundreds of years later. That seems really, really cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that was like one and a half. <laughs> Yeah, I thought about putting that one in as well, and then I didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, number two. Go, Kara. Number two. Hmm. I'm just debating what order to put everything in. <laughs> I guess, okay, since it ties in with what you were saying, um, one of the things I've learned is that often we don't think about the people who wrote the hymns. We just mm -hmm. sing the hymn. Mm -hmm. And the people behind the hymns often have really incredible life stories of their own. Yeah. Like a lot of them are such testaments to God's grace. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, um, is it Stuart Hine, the guy that wrote How Great Thou Art? I think, yeah, I think that's his name. And you would know then, than me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, who wrote It Is Well With My Soul. And mm -hmm. then you've got like John Newton, William Cooper and Lowell Mason, who we haven't talked about yet, but he wrote a lot of hymn tunes. Mm -hmm. Um, and we haven't even got to things like, Oh, Love That Will Not Let Me Go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was just like, wow, these people lived incredible lives that were a real testimony to God's grace. So just for the record, for you guys listening, Kara and I usually don't talk about our um, our episodes beforehand. We kind of say, okay, this is the topic we're going to go for. And then we go away and we do our research and then we just talk about it for the first time in front of you all. So I promise you, we did not exchange notes. Did you on put that one down one. as well? I mean, I essentially did. I put the hymn writers of old were not soft men and women. They went through a lot of hardship. So it is related in the sense that you just hear about 
the testimony of these hymn writers and you're like, wow, they really went through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, some of them were incredible, like as in they were incredibly smart. They were very accomplished. You know, I'm thinking about um, the gentleman, Joaquim. Neander. Neander. My brain just totally went, meow. Um, like, he was, like, this really accomplished, like, scholar. And, like, you know, boom, he churned out this hymn that we all know. And so it, that's impressive, yes. But a lot of them were, like, I mean, and this is maybe just because of modern medicine that's made us quite comfortable and we don't have as much loss. But, I mean, they lost children. They, you know, they had to deal with extreme sickness, blindness, you know, uh, extreme depression, um, you know, in times that were not so easy to go through those things. Mm -hmm. And yet the Lord was so present in their lives that they churned out these songs of praise. And I just feel like that's really, that's really comforting to me because um, I'm not going to pretend like just because we have modern technology, our trials aren't hard because of course we have very hard, very trying um, trials in our life now. Um, So it's not to say like, oh, theirs were worse or anything like that. But it's comforting to me to know that other saints going through maybe even similar trials, but in much harsher conditions or in, in, in situations where they didn't have as many resources as we do today, that they could still count on their love for the Lord and they could still praise him. So that was just, I think it's, it's something I've learned and been very, very comforted by in the last year as Mm. we kind of learn more about these hymn writers. Yeah. I mean, knowing about the person who wrote the hymn means that when you're singing like, um, it is well with my soul. Mm-hmm. This isn't someone who's sitting on a couch eating a box of popcorn, like mm-hmm. going, oh yeah, it's well with my soul. Yeah. This is a guy who lost his child, yeah. like had his livelihood burned down, lost another child. Like it was yeah. tragedy after tragedy. Yeah. And still he says, God is good. And you know, like that person understands and they mean it. And if they can say it's true, then I can say it's true in my yeah. struggles too. Yeah, and Cooper, obviously we had that whole episode with Reagan King talking about Cooper and depression, but Mm -hmm. Cooper had some very, very serious, um, I guess we call it mental health issues. And yet, like some of my favorite hymns are William Cooper hymns because they're just so real. They don't shy away from uh, what a a lovely savior we have um, and what incredible sinners we are those things are are wonderful to have as you're praising, like content wise, as you're praising the Lord. So that's my number two. (laughs) That's funny that I knew I was like, when we were preparing, I was like, I'm not going to tell her, but I bet we come up with something that's the same. (laughs) Okay. Last one, Cara. Okay. Um, number three. Um, I actually learned that a lot of people just, don't think about hymns and where they'd come from like I kind of knew that but Mm -hmm. I didn't really realize like even for myself I didn't realize how much I never thought about it Mm -hmm. um and it's surprised me this year how many people have said oh I never thought about that or Mm -hmm. oh I never knew that or I never thought to think about that and 
that's really nice because that's yeah. the point of the podcast. Yeah. But it also surprised me because um, I was kind of like, oh, we should be thinking about this a little bit more. <laughs> and I know that I'm not. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yes. Similar third point, but not quite. <laughs> it's like it's like the cousin of your third point. This um, is why we're co-hosts. Yeah, this like I mean, we're we're on a level. <laughs> it's actually bad. Do we think the same thoughts? I don't know. <laughs> um, so my third thing is that I don't always pay attention to the lyrics, and I think that has been made very plain to me over the last year that. You know, we'll say, oh, let's sing, you know, let or let's sing. Let's do an episode on whatever song, right? You know, Joy to the World or It Is Well With My Soul or whatever. And then as we're going through that episode, I'm like, hang on. What does that line even mean? Or I never even realized we talked about that bit. Or when we were talking about, um, oh, my mind is blanking. The Stuart Townend and Keith Getty song oh um in christ alone yeah you know i didn't even you know there you know this controversy about some of the lyrics i was like oh hang on i guess like i didn't even realize like the theology there and how someone might take issue with it um and so i think that's been like and is continuously a lesson of this show for me is that i'm like man, I really need to be paying attention to these lyrics a little bit closer because, you know, we do trust our leaders. So, you know, I'm not saying question everything. I'm not like being like, you know, controversial or anything, but just pay attention. What are you talking about when you sing hymn 252? Like what happens when you, the words come up on the, on the projector screen, if you have a fancy church and you're like, you know, oh, here's verse two. And you just start singing. You might you might know the tune or maybe you just learned the tune that day, but what are you like, what are you actually singing to God? Like, you know, we, we shouldn't have idle words to him. And yet here I am completely guilty of singing these songs without ever even thinking about the lyrics. Uh, you know, and I think that's been like the biggest, almost maybe conviction of the show mm. is that I have a lot of, of paying attention to do in regards to what hymns we sing on a Sunday. I think as well, like, so usually I prepare the newsletter, which means I'll find songs for you guys. Mm. Um, and I kid you not, practically every song ever has been covered by mm. the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> and there was, okay, so I didn't know when I posted, um, be still my soul. Mm. I found this beautiful acapella version. I was like, Oh, I love it. Mm. And I went back to look for them last week for joy. No, not joy to the world. Um, it yeah, was joy, joy to the world. It was joy to the world. And we had talked about how the Mormons change the words. And mm -hmm. I thought, these guys are a great band. I'll mm -hmm. just put their version in. And it turns out they sing the Mormon version. So oh. I dug a bit deeper and I was like, Oh no. And knowing that um, basically the cults steal our hymns makes yeah. me all the more kind of like I need to think about what it is that I'm singing because yeah. if they can sing it like mm, I need yeah. to be careful yeah yeah absolutely and I think I think there's like an overarching like theme to these lessons and it's just that you know in being intentional with our worship to God is I want to say it's 
it's very serious, you know. We can't just like turn up and do what we want. We obviously need to be quite intentional with our worship. And I was thinking about and had to look this up, (laughs) Leviticus 10, um, when uh, Abihu and Nadab had this strange fire and you know, they were just like, look at, we're doing what we do. You know, like we're just worshiping God. And he was like, nope, that's not what I told you to do. And it, and it didn't end well for them. I won't spoil it. If you've never read Leviticus, <laughs> you should definitely read that chapter. Um, and it's just, it's just, a, it's just, a, I guess, a, a gentle, not so gentle warning that we, that we need to worship God the way he wants us to. And I think the bare minimum is paying attention to what we're singing to him and actually meaning what we're singing to him. And I, and I, like I said, hands up, I'm not saying I do this perfectly. I'm amazing. All you peasants need to get on my level. That's not even the case. I, I actually have been convicted to do this more because I obviously was not doing it. Um, whereas my husband is actually really, really good at this. It's, it's, it's interesting because like, I'm more naturally a musical person. My husband is less so, (laughs) but when it comes to hymns, he really digs into the lyrics and he, I mean, he, he's actually much more curious than me. He'll go and just like, like look up a hymn number and pull out his app and and figure out the tune and just sing it you know like that never having sung that song before he'll just be like okay let's sing this song and he'll he'll learn and it's it's because of the lyrics that he wants to sing it um and he'll even uh because I play the music for church and he's the pastor he'll even just be like boom here are these lyrics they go great with the with the sermon learn a tune to it you know and that, that's like a great, that's a great, that's great leadership for me because I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you know, we're not just defaulting to the songs we know or the songs that are popular or the ones in this book or the ones in this uh, Psalter or whatever. It's like, let's talk about, um, let's tie it into the message because it's a worship service, you know, like it's all tied in together and the lyrics matter. Like they really, really do. And that actually, the way he does it is more akin to like, you know, what we were talking about earlier in the episode about pastors just writing sermons, writing hymns to go with their sermon. That's more like kind of how he leads where he's like, all right, here's these lyrics. They're going to tie into point two and they're important because of this verse and blah, blah, blah. You know, find find music to this. Um, And I think that's great. It's a great example for me that I'm still learning from. (laughs) Mm. I find as well, sometimes I get very tired very easily. And, you know, it'll be Wednesday night and we prayer meeting and I've had a long day and I'm really tired. And I'm like, I want to be there and I love to be there. And we start with a song and I get to verse three or four and I'm like, I didn't even know I was singing that this whole time. And I know it's not good. Um, but yeah just saying that because so that you know that we might have a podcast about hymns but Mm -hmm. we're not Mm -hmm. yeah we're just normal people that we get tired and we don't think about things we should think about and yeah it's like when people challenge each other rightly so and biblically so to 
read their Bibles every day, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, this is a good and godly thing. This is, you know, absorbing and and being constantly fed by the word of God. Um, that's true. We We need that. That's a good command to all of us to follow. That doesn't mean that everyone's following it perfectly because they say that. Like, I'm saying it right now. That doesn't mean I'm doing it perfectly, you know, that mm. I don't skip days and that I don't struggle and I need someone to keep me accountable and pray for me and all that stuff. You know, I think sometimes because we're dealing with music, it kind of has like this, like, Oh, everything's fun. Like we're just talking about music or maybe it's academic. It's like, Oh, we're just talking about history. And like, you know, but really we are talking about the worship of God in song, you know, mm. Nadab and Abihu weren't just talking about fire. They weren't just like, fire, like the this is about, a good wood, you know? <laughs> the thing about those guys as well was, I think it was incense they were offering and God never said, don't offer incense. They had mm. incense because mm. they were supposed to offer it, but mm. they were doing it the wrong way. Mm. So they had all the right materials, but mm. they weren't doing what they'd been told to do with those materials. And mm. I think that's an important point. Yeah. I think, I think it's just to say that, like, it matters. Yeah. <laughs> it matters what and how we sing to the Lord of the universe. Um, and that's been the biggest challenge and, and conviction for me, even though we knew that from the start, is to say a year later, it still hits, you know, it still hits in the best way, in the way that good, godly conviction should I still get excited as well. Every yeah. time we pick a hymn, even if it's a hymn I know really well, I'm like, yeah. oh, I wonder what we're going to find out about this one this time. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. And just so you know, we've got a bunch of guests lined up for this year. We hope mm. we could kind of keep our format of like giving you guys some history and giving you guys some background. But we're going to bring in some more experts because, you know, we're... They know what they're talking about, yeah. but we don't always. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's be honest, most of the time. But we do try to find out the truth for you guys to help. And part of that is getting some more guests in. Um, so we can look forward to that. Um, but I guess, Cara, what, what would you say you're looking forward to the most in the next year? Lord willing, the next year of podcasts for him partial. Um, hmm. I'm looking forward to discovering some new hymns. And I'm looking forward to discovering how much I didn't know I love some old ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm looking forward to the guests as well. We actually yeah. have one booked super soon that I am really excited yeah. about. So you had yeah. to stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm most looking forward to some of the many topics that we have alluded to, mm. but needed better, more pastoral voices to speak towards and we have a lot of folks lined up to talk about that in the next year and so I'm really looking forward to that because you know we don't we only know what we know which is not much but there are folks out there that know much more than us and I think we'll really all benefit um, from hearing them discuss some of these topics like you know why the Mormon church is stealing our songs and how to think about church music in terms of 
church planting and church revitalization? And what about children's music? And what about um, different cultural influences with music? Like, I'm just teasing, but the guests are out there. And uh, Lord willing, they will be on the show very soon to talk about those things. And so I'm really looking forward to exploring some of those topics with all of you. If there's anyone that you really, really, really want to see on the show as well, let us know. Just email us or tweet us. Well, don't really tweet us because we're not great at Twitter, but like (laughs) comment on Facebook or something. Just let us know. Drop those names and we will see what we can do. We can't guarantee, obviously, that we can get people on because we're small fry, Mm. but you know. We can see what we can do if there's anyone that you would. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so stay tuned. We've got some exciting stuff coming up. Um, There was one more thing that I did want to talk about. Um, Nobody asked, but I'm going to tell you anyway. (laughs) At the end of our episodes and also at the end of our newsletter, we sign off with that phrase, may the Lord bless and keep you. And... Um, I just wanted to tell you in case you just thought that was like some, it sounds like one of those Christianese cute things that people say, mm-hmm. um, like <laughs> blessings, you know, <laughs> um, and I just wanted to say that's not what it is. It's no. not just like a throwaway line. It's actually biblical mm-hmm. um, and it's shorthand for numbers 6, 24 to 26. Um, Mona, do you want to read that so that they know what it is we're actually saying when we say that? Absolutely. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And so with that, may the Lord bless and keep you. Bye. Bye.